Welcome to The Old Show with Jody Harrison Bauer and her daughter Lexi. Over the next hour, you will learn how to embrace the age you are now and have the knowledge to walk fearlessly into the next chapter of your life. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Old Podcast. I'm Jody Harrison Bauer, age 62, and I am joined by my co-host, my daughter Lexi, age 30. And we created this podcast because we wanted to talk about the challenges, the fears, the joy, and the beauty when it comes to aging. Because let's face it, we're all getting older, thus the name, The Old Podcast. And it's really special to me to have this podcast with my daughter because we can share different perspectives. And today we are going to talk about fitness, but please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. You could also check us out on YouTube and you can check me out anywhere on any of my social platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer. So here we go. Let's go, Lexi. Hi. I haven't seen you in a while. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, you made me feel like shit right before we started this because I was scrolling on Instagram waiting for you to send me the link to get on this. And I didn't realize your Instagram story was yours until like after I had watched it of you working in your garage with the no excuses song. And it was like, if the gym is too crowded or when the gym is too crowded and you were working out in your garage, which is not a thing that you do, you don't have a gym in your garage. And then I felt really bad because I didn't work out today. Oh, well, it's not to, it's to encourage those who are making excuses. I want them to think about why working out is important. And if it's that important, you're going to find a way to do it, right? That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. So that's how I feel um, because I've always made fitness a priority in my life. And it started out with, excuse me, it started out with working out in my 20s because I really loved the feeling. Back then in 1980, um, there weren't a lot of places for women to work out. You had like gold gym and Oh, why can't I think of the other one? Like really old school gyms. Why can't I think of the name of it? Curves. Not curves. Well, yeah, curves was for women. Yes, yes. So curves was the only thing available to women where women felt they can go and, you know, felt comfortable and they didn't feel like men were looking at them for at all. Still exists because I feel like all women gyms should absolutely be a thing. I don't think Curves is around anymore, but I'm not sure. But it was also called Gloria Stevens. So I didn't belong to Curves, but I belonged to what came before that, which was Gloria Stevens. And that was a place where women could go and feel comfortable working out with other women. And what they did was they created a circuit, sort of a circuit training. And you would go through all the different circuits. And what you would do, it was resistance training and cardio. And when I think back to it, you know, that's all we really needed was let's get moving. Here's some, here's some light weights. And if you can't use the weights, use your own body weight. And in the meantime, because they're like super setting, you're going from weight to weight from, from each area to another area, like circuit, it was circuit training. You were automatically raising your heart rate. So that's what was available back in 1980. And Honestly, it sounds pretty good. Also, Curves is still in business. Is it? People were curious. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe that was Curves. Yeah. I don't know. I had Jody Fit. I think I'm done. Okay. Anyway. um, Jody Fit wasn't like Curves is where you go and work out on your own. Right. Gym. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't have to train anybody. I loved, I loved training my ladies, but you know, did it for 34 years. So that was all that was available. Um, I ventured out a little bit and I started working out in a quote unquote real gym. And I just loved the way it made me feel. I felt. How did you know what to do? 
I don't know. I think I just looked at other people. We didn't have YouTube or Google. That's what I'm saying. Like, no. I still don't know what to do when I go to a gym and I have you. I I think if I could remember that far, I just looked at what the other people were doing and I I just instinctively knew to modify it for me. And if it didn't feel right, I lowered the weight or I didn't do the movement. But I always looked at other people to look at what they do. Even now, when I try a new move, and I'm I'm like, oh, my shoulder feels a little weird. Maybe I'm not doing this right. I might I might look at it, Google it. But back then, we didn't have it, so I would just look at the guys who were doing it. Or we did have fitness magazines. They weren't like the way we have them now, but there were muscle magazines. So I would look at them and figure out what I wanted to do. All I knew is that I I love the week. What there would be like a workout of the week or something. Not even it was just like a muscle magazine, like for bodybuilders, and that wasn't my goal ever was to be a bodybuilder. But again, instinctively, I knew that my body wanted to do that. You know what I mean? Like my body never wanted to be a pole vaulter. My body never wanted to be a long distance runner. Well, because I'm not built like that. But my body just was gravitated towards the weights. And that's interesting. I wish my body did that. Your body, your body does do that. When was the first time you lifted weights? Probably with you uh, in high school, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Probably. I feel like I started going to the gym with you when you became a personal trainer. Like I remember going to the JCC with you even. And then um, that other gym that was across, that was in Hamden, that was across from oh, LA Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. We would go there. Right. Together. And then I remember working out more with you once you opened your studio. Right. Well, right. School. Because I didn't really talk about working out very much when um, you guys were younger because people who lived in the house with us didn't like me talking about it. So I wasn't allowed, but. Um, well, I feel like it's weird to have, make your kids. I mean, we played sport, played sports. I played right. sports. Um, and I'm sure we were like active, but it's weird to, you're not going to like tell your 10 year old to hit the gym. No, no, but it's, but you see that now, but that is a little too young to bring your kid to the gym. The best time for your child to start working out and actually lifting weights is once they've gone through puberty. It's right. It's really but I not. feel like if your kid is playing sports, yeah, sports. that's all you care about when your child is younger is them being active and keeping their heart nice and just being a kid, being outside and right and playing sports, knowing I think it's very important just to make a note of that. I think it's very, very important for kids to be playing on a team. I agree. Um that was something that I we were what right my daughters were not athletes but they went to a private school so they were forced to play sports and i thank you, god you had us playing sports before that we played like all oh, right in like the town yeah like rec sports <laughs> right 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 that's true that's true um and i never played my mom tried oh no i was on the swim team so forget it i was a terrible swimmer i was so slow but yeah my mom had us do that but i didn't play in high school or junior high i was a cheerleader instead and we didn't compete we were just Cheerleaders, even, even though I have an athletic letter for, and I was, I won cheerleader of the year. So I'm in the Amity High School um, Hall of Fame. Did you know that? No. Yes. Yes. Because I got slighted as co-captain. I, I Here I am. That was in 1979. And I'm still, you know me, Lexi, it takes me a long time to get over things. Yep. It sure does. I forgive, but it takes me a long time to forget. No, it takes you a long time to get over things. It's very annoying. I don't like, and I don't like to lose. No, you're a pretty sore loser. <laughs> I don't like to lose. So I did not, it was the worst day of my life. Really? I, worst day of your life? Back then. Okay. <laughs> not now, but back then. But the fact that we're talking about it on a podcast makes me think that, you know, it, it was. Um, that I wanted to be co-captain so badly. I was co-captain in eighth and ninth grade. And then we went to high school in the 10th grade. And 
my friend Janet and I were had been cheerleaders for the longest time. We were so, so good. We were great cheerleaders. We were so good. And we didn't win. Two other people, Sally and Lori, they were co-captains. Right. Mom, this is like all right. Well, we'll take this out. Anyway, let's let's take that out. Okay. Well, we won't be able to. So um anyway, that really bothered me. And I think what happened was at the end of the year when we had the um the athletic dinner, my coach wanted to make sure that I knew that I was important. So that's really meaningful to me. Anyway, working out, staying healthy, fitness, fitness specifically as we age is important. And that's how I started. I just loved lifting weights. When you started with me, did you love it? No. Okay. Fine. I didn't really have any feelings about it. I I went from... I guess I played sports all through high school, but I went from playing more sports to playing less sports. And I feel like that's when I uh, started wanting to work out. Also, at the time I was like 16, 17, 18. So probably a lot more aware of my body. But I think a lot of my friends were going from playing sports all the time to playing less sports and wanting to noticing that that meant less activity and then wanting to use that time after school to do something physical. So sometimes we would go to the gym. We used to love those insanity videos, which are so, I don't think I would be able to get through one now without like throwing up. Let me tell you, they were hard for me. And I was really, you know, super fit back then. I mean, not that I'm not super fit now, but like, it's just a different mentality. Um, yeah, that was the, that was all the time. I had them on all the time. Remember they were so hard. Shantae. Our Chanti, yeah. So it was Beachbody. Those. And then I guess that was kind of a nice space for going to college and knowing that I knew how to work out to a certain extent. Right. Uh, but I'm really bad at working out on my own. I just, it's really hard for me to self motivate. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, even though I do know what I'm doing. So I, very much prefer to work out with the trainer or go to a class. And the most I ever worked out in college was once I found a class that I liked. And then it's the same thing. Once I moved um, out on my own was just a lot of classes. Cause that was the only way that I could Does that motivate because that motivates you. Yeah. Because you have the other people in the class watching you, you have someone telling you what to do. I like to show up and just turn off my brain. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's probably my favorite part about working out is turning off my brain. So I, that's why I like a class. That's why I like someone telling me what to do. Um, when I go to the gym on my own, I feel really lost. I feel really confused. I never know if what I'm doing is enough. Um, I never know if what I'm doing is right or if I'm doing it in the right order, if I'm using the right weight. So I just prefer to have someone tell me what to do, but I do notice that when I go to, well, I guess it's probably a lot of it is based on where I live, but oftentimes when they do go to gyms or classes, it's a lot of people my age, not a lot of people your age, although right. when I go to the gym in your town, there's much more of a range. We see, I have no, I'm really bad at judging the ages of kids, but they appear to be as young as like 15. They and are old as like 85. They are. Jim is like teenagers and elderly people. Yes. They come in the morning. I will say I was talking to my trainer today about your training because you've upped your training recently. And he was asking how it was going. And I said that you hired a trainer who's old. And he said, old, you better watch it. How old is he? And I was like, I don't know, probably a few years older than my mom. He mm-hmm. was like, Oh, I won't tell her that you said that. Mm-hmm. So what I said in response though, was, well, there aren't, you don't see a lot of trainers in their sixties or even in their fifties or honestly, really even in their forties. If you go to a gym, no, that's not true. You see trainers in their forties. Okay, fine. It's very rare to see trainers <clears throat> in their fifties and sixties, which Right. Which brings me back to when I really, really took on being in 
uh, trainer who's always doing it on the side. And I was being, I was an instructor in my thirties after I had your sister was that, um, that's why I got that comment when I opened up my studio at 50, who the hell is going to come and train with you? You're a woman over 50. And I didn't let that stop me. And in, you know, when I think back, that was pretty ballsy of me to open up a studio, a fitness studio at 50. Um, because as you're saying right now, and you know me, that you don't see a lot of instructors in their 50s. Right. I don't, you just don't really think of fit people in their 50s. Yeah. I feel like when you think of people in their 50s and 60s, you think a little overweight. I'm picturing like, women power walking with the weights in their hands or like people playing golf or tennis or like pickleball, but you don't really think lifting heavy in the gym. Right. right. But it's important to do that. Right. Yeah, no, it's really, really important, but I'm, I'm sort of different than everybody else. I've been lifting heavy and yes, I'm going to be doing a bikini competition in November. So I've got 16 weeks to build some muscle. I don't know how much I'm going to build. It's going to be really about leaning out so my muscles pop. But no, I'm not I'm not your normal 62-year-old woman. But I'm talking about your normal 62-year-old woman. Your normal 62-year-old woman is going to want to go to an easy cardio class if they're going at all, not push themselves too far. Um, what should they be doing? They should, you know what, if they haven't been working out their whole lives and they're just you know, they hit 60 and they're like, oh my God, I've got the menopause middle. I can't get rid of this because what happens when you get older, especially post-menopause, which is usually after 55, is your metabolism slows down. So the food that you've been eating up until the time you started going through menopause, like, let's just say you ate whatever you wanted to eat. Let's just take that woman. She ate whatever she wanted to eat. She had sugary drinks and she really didn't. She felt exercising was walking, which is great. But if you really want to change the way you feel in your body, you've got to do more than walking. So if you are a person who um, reaches 60 and said, you know, wow, I've gained weight and I want to lose it, please understand that the way you're going to lose the weight is not just by working out and what you, but what you can do, what they can do, definitely walk, definitely walk. That's weight bearing. Um, Do yoga, a light beginner yoga class. Um, and be careful about the yoga because yeah, I feel like women in their sixties who have never worked out are not going to, yeah, what I'm saying about yoga, it's got to be like a gentle yoga and find out from the studio if it works for you first, because yoga isn't that easy. And if you have joint issues, it could affect you in not in a good way. Um, I like personally, I love Pilates for older women. Um, I think it's, it's gentle on the joints and it's resistance training. And I personally think that that's the best thing you can do as an aging woman, besides walking, maybe get on a treadmill. If you feel comfortable, get on a stand, um, a bike. If you, if you can, because you know, your core what's gets with all the cardio. No, no, no. I'm saying these are things that they can do as in a leisurely life. Let's just say they go on vacation and they're in, they want to take a bike ride. That's great exercise. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I'm saying. And it can strengthen your core. But if you're not comfortable doing those things, get on um, a stationary bike. That a bike is better. A stationary bike is easier on your joints than a treadmill. And you don't want to start running, ladies. Don't start running if you've never run before. But that's what I would say. And then light weights. And also it's super important. You know, if you want to lift weights, I would very much stress that you find a trainer at at least for like a month to find out exactly how you should be lifting the weights. I'm talking light weights and what what are the best moves for you? Because not everything is good for you. And that's why the machines are also good, Lexi. Uh, if you don't want to use free weights and once you go to a gym to have somebody take you around and show you how to use the machines. And this way um, it's, it's quote unquote easier for you. Easy could be easier on the joints. 
but definitely it's worth investing in a good trainer um, so you don't get hurt because that's the thing we worry about the most as we get older is falling. So in going back a little bit, 30 years, um, it's really important to be proactive about your fitness and um, staying active, doing resistance training, doing a little bit of cardio. Um, so when you do get to, when you do hit menopause and postmenopause, you're well-equipped to continue that journey of fitness. Does that make sense? Yeah. I hate the cardio so much. I hate cardio too. And now I have to do fasted cardio. I mean, I hate it. It's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. I don't know why, but I thought it would be horrible, but it's really not that bad. I'm just doing like steady state. I'm not doing interval training. This is all the cardio I'm doing, just so you know. Um, and everyone listening, for those at home, you unless you are training for a specific sport, a steady state is all you need. It's really all you need. And you don't need more than 30 minutes. Um, it just, you know, be smart about, be realistic. I've always said that when people ask me, how should I lift? How heavy should I lift? What moves should I do? What cardio should I do? I always ask them, what is your goal? So Lexi, what's your goal as far as fitness goes? Just to live, to, to live, or is it to look, to look a certain way, to look good, to just to feel good and look good. Okay. So like I work out that has always been my complaint is that I feel like I have been working out for the past 15 years and that I don't look like someone who works out. And that drives me crazy. I hate that. You do look like somebody who works out. Compare yourself. We don't like to compare, but if you compared yourself to somebody that doesn't work out, you do have more muscle on your body. You are more toned. You do have more tone. Um, but I don't know who, you know. Okay. So that's my goal to like feel right. good. And, to, and I do think it's really embarrassing. Like sometimes I'll have to like run in an airport or something. Like let's say I'm running <laughs> at an airport, which is such an embarrassing thing to do, but like you have to do it sometimes. I get so winded. It's so embarrassing. I was doing it recently and was like, I would rather miss this flight than have people see how winded I'm getting from running from like gate A13 to gate A15. Right. Right. So that would be nice. I would like to not get winded if I'm running to catch. Well, again, it goes back to how you're training. You're not training. I don't do any cardio. Right. So you're not training to run. So that makes. But I should be able to, like, if I'm being chased, I'd like to be able to run. Yes. Yes. So you need to do more cardio. Maybe you need, I know you're not going to run, but maybe you should amp up your cardio. So it really comes down to what are your goals? So every summer I do think, oh, it would be nice to run because I see all the people running. But then I think about how much I hate doing it. But also, listen, I'm saying this also not to just make you feel better, but to make a point. So somebody who runs marathons, they're not a sprinter. I bet you, I can almost, I know it because I know a runner. They get winded if they have to sprint. Maybe not as winded as you because you don't run at all. But but I will tell you, and that's why it's so important. No, but that's why it's so important to make the point, not your trainer. Um, he will probably never gets winded, but that's why it's so important to make, understand that the way you are exercising, the way you decide to, um, on your fitness goals has to do your goals. Let me go back. Think about what your goal is. If it's to look better and feel better, then you need to create those goals, right? then you need to create a plan to get there. However, when you get older, sometimes it's not just to to look better, it's more to feel better, right? They want to feel better. They want- It becomes more functional. So like right now, other than running to catch a flight, which is not a very common thing, I can do most things in my life without pain and without struggle. I can lift 
this is a lot of travel talk, but like I can lift my suitcase into the overhead compartment by myself. I can walk nice. upstairs without struggling. I can like do daily tasks in my life in terms of like walking and lifting and bending without hurting myself. Without any Without any pain. Right. Right. Which is not the case for people, for a lot of people, many people who might be older or less healthy than me. Right. So if you start at a young age, 20, 30 years old, then you'll be more prepared as you age. And that that's always been the point I've tried to make with anybody who's come to work out with me. Any woman that I've tried that I've trained is let's do this now so you feel and look good because you want to be hot for your boyfriend or your husband or for your just for yourself. I mean, I did it for myself. I I just age you are basically start now. It doesn't, it's not to start, but you should always start as early as possible. So yeah, yeah. Always start and start with doing, start with something that you like to do. So if you love yoga, what if you don't like anything? What if you have been avoiding working? Then get out there and walk. Then get out there and walk. Just walk. I mean, I love walking. It's my favorite part of my day. No, um, it's, it's been proven to help with mental wellness and it is weight bearing. Um, what so do you, mean? you keep saying that, what does that mean? Like I, your weight is on, you're holding the weight of your body up. Yeah. Okay. Like when you take a step that's <laughs> weight bearing, believe it or not. I mean, if you really break it down, it's a weight bearing move. So it does have some, um, it has a lot of benefits to clear your mind and to keep your muscle mass to a certain degree again, but and if you, you get st- outside and you can, right, right. Up. It's great for your, it's great for your head. And so when you see people who have worked out their whole lives, they're more prepared and they've built the muscle around their joints. So as they get older, their joints are protected by that muscle. And if they keep moving, even though they've changed the way they've worked out, it's been modified as they age, they still have that muscle mass. Nobody could take away that muscle mass. You may, somebody gets sick and they're in the hospital for three months or something, and then they get out and they start working out again, that muscle mass will come back. It comes back because we have muscle memory, but you have to build that muscle first. It will go away, but then it's easier to get it back. Absolutely. I mean, I had my surgery in November. I didn't work out for, for six weeks and I didn't even work out hard. And I knew like, I knew that it was, it's such a weird thing. I knew it was going to come back. I've never gone that long without really working out. And when I came back, I wasn't going full throttle and I'm like, okay, come on muscle. I know you're there. Come on back. Come on back. I know you're going to come back. I'll be there with the heavier weights in a few months, you know? And it, now it is nine months later. And I, and I think, you know, the food poisoning threw me for a loop again. So it's, it's been a year for me and I finally feel like I'm back to lifting heavy and I'm ready for this challenge of getting ready for a fitness show. So the point is because I didn't work out for a month because I was too busy on traveling and I, it, it takes me about four days to recover from each workout now. Really? Yes. I've been so sore. It's so embarrassing. And my friend who I was traveling with has had the same issue. We spent a couple of days apart and we're like home and back in our routine. So we both, mm-hmm. out. and then we saw each other again the following weekend and neither one of us could like walk. Wow. But that's okay. Because then, you know, that, that makes sense. I remember when I um, brought body pump into the studio, I couldn't walk for a week. Yeah. You know, it's just you you just have it, you're not used to it, but it does, but it does come back and then it won't take so long to recover. Plus, okay, train- so then I have a question about switching up your routine. But first, I'm gonna be a podcast host and we're okay. gonna take a break. Okay, great. We'll be right back, everybody. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. 
On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to The Old Show with Jody Harrison-Bauer and her daughter, Lexi. We hope today's show is helping you to learn how to embrace your age at every stage and how to live your best life ever. Now back to the show. Hey, everybody. We are back and we're talking about fitness and aging and why it's important to start early. And Lexi, you had a question for me. Well, you were talking about how sore you get when you switch up your workout. And I was wondering if you have to switch up your workout because they say the best workout to do is the workout that you'll do. So like find a workout that you like and stick with it because whatever you're most likely to be consistent with is what you're most likely to get results with. But then how important is it to switch up what you're doing? Or can I do the same like Monday, Wednesday, Friday weightlifting routine for my whole life? No, you need to switch it up. So going back to what you were saying, pick something that you like and then stick with it. And that's how you remain consistent. However, if you are just doing yoga, your body's going to get sore from doing those same repetitive movements. And same thing with, I, you know, I, I just- Even if it's a different, I, I know this sounds so dumb, but even if it's a different yoga class each time, like you're not doing the same- warrior one to warrior three to down dog. Like it fitted to, do you got what yeah, I'm No, no, I'm, I'm, no, that's a good question. I think that if it is a different yoga class doing different moves, yes, but more than like yoga class is the same. It's not like doing the same Jane Fonda video every single Monday for your entire life. Right. My whole, my, my point in not doing the same workouts all the time is that your a, your body's going to get used to it and you're not going to see any changes happening from it because your body's going to say, yeah, I don't care. Right. Yeah. And I always compare that to sex. Like if you're having the same kind of sex all the time, you're going to be like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Right. Because it eventually it gets boring. Yeah. I mean, not really the same, but sure. Yes, it is. If you're having the same kind of sex all the time, eventually you're going to want to change it up. You're going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I know you don't want to talk about sex. I just sex. think it's different, so, but- Yes, you need to change it up. So when it comes to lifting weights specifically, that is why it's important to change up the move. So you want to change, if you're really consistent, this is for the person who really wants to see changes in their body, okay? They go to the gym five days a week. They're lifting different body parts every single day. And they're changing those moves within those body parts. But what if they're doing this? My question is, what if I'm doing the same leg moves, the same arm moves every single week, but I'm going up and down in weights? Up? Why would you go up and down in weights? What are you saying? I don't know, because you can only go up so high until it's too high, right? Right. <laughs> I've been doing bicep curls for 42 years, okay? But I don't do them every day. And I do them differently. So I might do a preacher curl. I might do a bicep curl. I might do it with a bar. So that's what I'm saying. You need to change it it up. I can't just do bicep curls every time I want to work my biceps. No, you want to change up the way you're working that muscle. 
this is why going to the gym is so hard. Well, they have the machines there, Lexi. They show you what to do. I I brought you, I walked you through this. (laughs) But how do you know what machines to use when? Well, you can't go to the gym without a plan. And you know, my saying is a goal without a plan is just a wish. So that's what happened to you. You go into the gym, you get overwhelmed, you like screw it and you leave. So I'm too embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) I find something to do. So you can't go in and go, what do I, what's my body feel like doing today? You have to have a plan. If you're serious about transforming your body from fat to fit, then you need to have a plan. You need to know I'm working on legs. I'm doing bicep, triceps. So some, so if you did bicep, triceps, that's opposing muscle groups. Some people do. I do biceps, shoulders, and chest, but that's just me. But it depends on what you want to do. So like I said, some days I do bicep, chest, shoulders. Some days I do just shoulders. Some days I do bicep, triceps, but I'm always- you should come with a, a plan. What? Like you know how Planet Fitness has their 30 minute workout section where the yeah, it's cir- it's all together. Yeah, I love that. I think every gym should have that. And they should be like, here's the plan and a map. And it's like you do oh. these three machines on Monday, you do these three machines on Wednesday, you do these three machines on Friday. Well, that's why you need a trainer. So, and every field there is, you need an expert, right? So if you want to lose weight, gain weight, change the way your body looks, you're going to hire somebody with that background. If you want to change, you want to gain muscle, you want to hire a trainer. If you want to learn how to get healthier, fitter, you hire a trainer, you train and you pick the one that works for you. People will say that trainers are too expensive because they are very expensive. And I will say to them, what is a priority to you? And- What if my priority is paying my rent? Well, if that's where all your money's going to and that's your priority, then you're going to have to figure out a way to work out on your own. And this is is my point about that, is that if it's important to you, and I've always said this, if it's important to you, you will find a way. People will spend, I'm just, I got to say this, people will spend money and time, money and time, on the on the things and people that are important to them. Okay, if there if your money is going to essentials and there's no money left over and your money is going to then you know what? You go, you go on YouTube and you say, how do I do a full body workout? That's what I that's what right. I was- so you go on YouTube and you say Google full body workout for 30 year old woman with weight, without weight. Home workouts for women over 30. And that's how you figure out how to work out. And it costs you nothing. What does it cost you? I'm not saying this is for you. It costs you your time. So I say to every single woman I train, what is important to you? What is your goal? And when they don't listen to me, see, you got me on a rant. If they don't listen to me, then we discuss again. We revisit how is this important to you? Yes. Then when are you going to start listening to what I said? My my new trainer, my new coach said to me on Sunday when I met him, I said, I started sounding like one of my clients. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And like, I, I you know, when he told you you had to do 30. Minutes. I'm only working. I'm only eating three meals a day. I don't know if I could get in that fourth. And he said, you want to win? I go, yeah. And he said, then you're going to learn to eat the meals and you're going to do the workouts I tell you. And I'm like, yes, sir, because it's important to me. So I'm doing fasted cardio in the morning. I hate cardio. I'm starving when I wake up in the morning. You found the thing that drives you, which is winning. You signed up for a competition. You want to win the competition. I'm not driven by winning. I don't know how you birthed me, but I don't care about winning. Um, nor am I competing for anything. So it's much easier to let the excuses win when it's not. I want you to think about this. Every single time you think you should be working out when you're not with your trainer, I want you to ask yourself, how important is it that I look and feel the way I want? How important is my, you know, and if you're over 55 and you're listening to this, how important is it that I could run around, move around with, possibly my grandchildren, or if you're in a new relationship, 
how important is it that I, I feel good and sexy around my significant other or while I'm dating? How do I want to feel when I go on that date? How do I want to feel when I'm naked with this person? That's what it really comes down to is what is your goal? And if your goal is something that's not really that important, then you are never going to. I think the goal for most people, and maybe I'm wrong and I'm just assuming that everyone is like me, is like, I don't have some lofty goal of losing a bunch of weight or running a race or competing in something or looking really different than I do now. My goal is just to kind of like maintain right feeling good and looking good. And like, yeah, sure. I could lose five pounds or gain a little more muscle, but it's not, it's not such a big goal that's driving me. It's more just stay on the track. So when it's just staying on the track, I feel like it's hard to have that push you because it's kind of just like it is here it is it is it's very hard to and stay I think that's can- where a lot of people are yep or a lot of people are in the like maybe I want to change it's like the gray it's the gray zone right right I think when you don't have that much to change it makes it harder almost Absolutely. And I always say that the last five to 10 pounds are the absolute hardest to lose. The last two or 3% body fat is hard to lose because you're at a point where you look good. The world thinks you look good and you feel good. So you're like, well, why am I really pushing myself? And that's when a competition or a race or something like that, an, an event is, is good to have because you have something to look forward to and something to strive for. So, so many women came to me and go, I'm going away with my girlfriends. I'm going away with my husband. I'm getting married. You know, I'm, I'm, I just had a baby. All of those things are, I want to look my best. I don't want to be a dumpy mommy. Um, So for somebody who is basically looks great, but wants to amp it up, I suggest that you, envision what you want to look like. And I know this sounds super, I know, but I'm, I know this sounds really, really corny, but I actually asked, did this with my clients, find a celebrity. And I hate saying this. I'm sorry. I'm even saying it, but find a celebrity that looks like you has the same body type. And tell me if that's what you want to look like. Cause sometimes people have a hard time saying, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, well, do you want to look like Jennifer Lopez? Do you want to look like Right. Cause what I do Paltrow? about like, what would I look like with abs? I don't know. I've never seen myself with abs. I don't know what that would look like. I'm assuming it would be cool. I'm assuming I'd like it, but like, it's hard to picture, but I don't think, I don't know. It feels like we're going to, well, I'm just, no, I'm just saying, no, no, I'm just going to say this last thing about the abs is that abs um, appear differently on everybody. Most women don't have a six pack. Um, some women do, um, but that it you do have abdominal muscles, obviously, duh. And those of you who are listening, we all have abdominal muscles. And the reason we can't see them is because it's covered over a layer of fat. Okay. Sorry. Can we talk about something that drives me crazy that I keep hearing? Sure. Um, where did the myth that women get bulky from lifting weights come from? I, it. I think I'm probably really rude about it because people talk about it like it's such a genuine concern and like it's so ridiculous to me. Like you would have to lift so much weight and consume. No, you'd have to be on steroids. You'd have to be on anabolic steroids because we do not have right. It makes me crazy to talk about that because now for and I think we talked about this on a different episode, but like now women are finally like, oh, we can lift weights. Oh, lifting weights is good. But there's still all of this, you know, if you lift weights, you won't get bulky. Like it's okay. And I just, I, it blows my mind because, because I grew up with you, I never believed the myth of lifting weights makes you bulky. Um, and like, you don't see bulky women walking down the street. You have to seek them out at bodybuilding competitions. It's the only place you'll find a bulky woman. 
Correct. Correct. They're impossible to find. Now there are women who are genetically predisposed to have a more muscular upper body, right? Or just more muscular in general. And I have friends who have a naturally very muscular build who might look like they lift a lot of weights and don't. Right. So maybe if they started lifting a lot of weights, they'd be very big. They would get bulky. So maybe I just disproved my. No, 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 no. It's not. It's what we are not, we are not predisposed to have big bulky arms. Okay. In order, a woman might be predisposed to have more, a more muscular build. Like for me, I never had muscular arms, super muscular arms, but I always had muscular legs. So in order for me to get tone in my arms, my diet has to be spot on and I have to lift heavier. So I used to get, so it is a fallacy that you are going to bulk up when you lift weights. You would have to be eating, you would have to be lifting very, 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 very heavy, and you would have to be taking anabolic steroids. That is the only, that is the only way. And when you see women with- naturally already really muscular, because I am thinking of a friend recently who has, I, I mean, I think she has an incredible body. She's naturally pretty muscular. Um, and she does work out, but I think someone told her she looked fit or like said something about her muscles. And she was like, Oh, like I'm trying not to like look so muscular, but she's not but like a dainty little girl. Right. But the muscles aren't big. They're, they're, they're defined. No, they're not the same size as like a, a man's muscles. Right. Of course. And that's what women fear. And I mean, look, I had so many women come to me and say, but you don't want to have, I don't want to have arms like you. I'm thinking you're not. I say to that, you're not. Okay. Don't worry. You're not. And especially if you're over 40, if you're over 50, you're not. So don't worry about it. Um, it really, and this is what I always say, 80% of the way you look has to do with the food that you eat. And the other 20% is genetics, which you can't change, and your training, which you can change. So if you look at the whole puzzle, you can change. You have the ability to change 90% of the way you look and feel in your body. And the earlier you start to create those healthy habits, age 30, age 25, the better off you'll be going into menopause. Okay. What about the, I have two more questions for you. The first one is like the mom arms thing for, um, new moms. Hadassah arms. Wait, wait, what are mom arms? I don't know. Like when you, when you have, when you first have a baby and you're holding your baby all the time, a lot of women get like toned arms because they're constantly toting around however much a baby weighs. Yeah. 20 pounds all the time. Yeah. That's a lot of weight to be carrying constantly like this. That's like a thing. Okay. Good. Is yeah. that like, is that easy? Is that genetics? Is that like, will some yes. people get really ripped just from holding yes. their baby? Yes. I mean, I was out with a friend last week. All she does is yoga, but she did play basketball in college. She's tall. Because it's not really relevant that she played basketball in college. No, but I'm saying she was an athlete. That's my point. Okay. Okay. She was an athlete. So she's tall and she's thin, tall and skinny but she has the most, she has crazy arms, crazy arms. Why? She doesn't lift weights. She's never lifted a weight in her, her life. Genetics. Right. Genetics. So understand that. And is wh- any of that muscle memory from basketball? Sure. Sure. So like if you're a. Right. So she always had that Lexi. My point is she, if she never lifted weights and she never did an exercise, she'd probably still have would have that muscle because because it's genetic. Right. But what if she didn't? So let's say that you're a gymnast as a child, but you're not genetically naturally super muscular, but you're a gymnast as a child, which is the only sport that I could think of that like tones your whole body. Mm -hmm. And then you stop doing gymnastics and you stop working out. Will you still have that muscle memory? Will you have those muscles forever? Forever and ever and ever. And when you see- Right. You will. And when you see old gymnasts, like, I don't know, um, a gymnast, like from when I was growing up, like Mary Lou Retton or somebody well, like I'm that. I'm talking about like Olympic gymnasts. I'm talking about like- But I'm even talking about- like No, but, I, no, but I'm even using an Olympic medal, an Olympian, is that they, a lot of them have gained, a lot of them gain weight 
And then when they get into shape again, you can see the muscle again because you never lose the muscle mass. You never yeah, lose. So it. you have to work out to keep the muscle, but it it will come back. You can't yes. sit on the couch, but it will come back as soon as you start working out. And then some people like your sister, you know, who hasn't worked out in twenty years, just has natural. Now she works out. Now she works out, but has but yeah, that. She's one of those people who looks like they work out even when they don't. Right. Right. She just naturally has, and she's very thin. So you can always see her muscle. Correct. So she has low body fat. Yes. So she has the genetics and she has the, and she has the low body fat. So when she, whatever she wants, so it's whatever she wants, but, but now she's feeling, you know, she's not gaining any weight, but she feels that as she's in her mid thirties feels a difference. So that's why it's so important to be active and start lifting some weights, doing some resistance training. When I say resistance training, it can be weights. It could be with bands. It could be your own body. But to do resistance training is very, very important as you age because it will help prevent against joint issues and help with your bone density. You know, I just had a bone density scan um, and I have to admit that I was a little disappointed Um, I have osteopenia, which is the beginning of osteoporosis. And I've been working out for 42 years. So enough milk. I think that's very interesting that you just said that. I think, so the doctor says to me, they tell you as a child, like eat, eat your yogurt or you're going to get osteoporosis like grandma. Right, right, (laughs) right. And so because I don't have a lot of dairy in my diet, but I do take vitamin D3 and I've been taking it let's put it this way. I should have been taking vitamin D3 and should have been taking things that were calcium supplements 20 years ago because I didn't have a diet that was high in dairy. Um, and because I, eating more Greek yogurt? I didn't eat red meat. No, I, I, you know how I feel about dairy. Take a supplement. If you want to have yogurt every once in a while, go and have some, but make sure that you're taking D3. So if you're, Those of you listening right now, if you don't drink a lot of dairy or eat a lot of dairy, and I don't suggest eating a lot of dairy because it bloats you. And if it's not organic and all that other good stuff, then it's going to- Like a high quality Greek yogurt is like really good for you. It is good for you, but not every day. Okay. Just not every day. You know, three times a week, you can have that. Um, But take it. Take it. a calcium supplement, please, right now. Like, Lexi, if you're not taking one, start taking D3 and take Viactive or even Tums has calcium in it. Um, okay, these are bad recommendations. No, they're not. Tums? Yes, t- Tums has calcium in it. Don't tell me. Why not take a pure calcium instead of like- What are you going to take? Yes, you can, but I'm saying you can take that. You can take that. That okay. is not so a bad recommendation. a lot of other bullshit in it. No, I don't think so, Lexi. It's an antacid and it's got calcium in it. What do you think makes it the pretty colors and the tasty flavors? All right, all right, fine. But you can take you can take a calcium supplement. So I wish, and I don't eat any red meat. So I wish. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I don't. So I haven't eaten red meat probably in 40, in, over 35 years. You eat dinner next to a steak every single night. Right. I don't, steak is disgusting to me. I'll eat a burger maybe once or twice a year. Um, But I- up against red meat? Yeah, I was not given red meat until I was like 16 years old. And people think that's so crazy. Because I never made it. Yeah. And we never ate it. No, I guess that's a lie. I had burgers as a child. So I I did eat burgers as a child, but like other forms of- I don't like the texture. I don't like the texture. That's crazy. My body does crave that. That's good. My I, body, my body craved, my body craved calcium when I got pregnant with you and Alyssa. What does craving calcium feel like? I wanted cheese. Oh, oh yeah, I, you don't eat cheese either. No, I don't eat cheese. Yeah, you so, probably haven't had cheese in 40 years. Right. No cheese, no red meat, no, calcium. no milk. Right. So that's probably why. So I need to start taking um, calcium supplements. I used to take Viactive and I stopped. That's that's a great 
calcium supplement. Is that the, um, the little the chocolate one? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, right. You remember that I took it. So it really bums me out because I've been working out for so long, but just doing one thing, just working out, isn't going to prevent you from osteoporosis. You need to do other things. No, but it's good for your overall health. It's good for your sleep. It's good for your mental state. As they say, everything is a balance. So I did not balance out what I needed, the calcium. I didn't balance it out. Too much chicken and steamed broccoli. It's not that it was too much. It's just that I didn't incorporate it. And that's the reason. So I have osteopenia in my right hip and my lower back. I know. I mean, I've never heard the word osteopenia. It's 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 what precedes um, osteoporosis. And I know this is the point of this podcast, but isn't it crazy that you don't learn about any of this stuff until you're going through it? Like you don't know what osteopenia is until you're- Until so you get a bone scan. You don't, I was just talking to a friend of mine about pregnancy and she was dropping all these words that I had never heard of that she just learned about because she's going through. And it's just so interesting that we- Never learn about the things that happen until you're in them, which is so frustrating and stressful and probably dangerous. So that's what we're trying to get to here. Right. And that's what I talk about. No. And that's what I talk about um, on my, on social media too, is that don't, I want to be the person for the people who follow me and are listening to the show that we both want to be is don't wait until you're in it to start changing. It's not to say it's not too late because it's never too late. But if you can be proactive and get into a habit of working out and having a balanced diet and you know, staying away from sugar and fatty foods, because that's not good for your heart. And women are at the highest risk for heart disease that, yep. Yes. It was men. I thought- I thought so too. My doctor just told me that. You know what I think it is? And we have 30 seconds to discuss it, but- I think it's at the number. We could one go. We could killer. go two more minutes. We can go two more minutes. The number one killer of men is heart attack, I believe. Well, we should have looked that up before we started the show. But I know heart disease is very um, risk of. Heart I thought disease. heart disease was totally a male thing. No, I did too. I do too. So um, another reason to do stupid cardio. Right. Right. So maintaining physical activity would what, what just happen that was the alarm telling us to stop okay the you know working out regularly eating a balanced diet um getting enough sleep um and drinking enough water staying away from sugary foods that's that's it like in a nutshell on how to start changing your life and so again when you hit menopause you're not you're not going to be in that situation where you're thinking, how do I lose this weight? If you have been maintaining your weight, and yes, I'm your weight and your body fat, and you have a healthy BMI, going into menopause will be a little easier. I had those things going into menopause, and it was still hard for me to go through because your hormones are wreaking havoc and totally screwing with you. Oh, we didn't get a chance to talk about Erica Jane denying that she's on Ozempic and saying that she lost weight. Oh, she denied it? Yeah. So she, okay, really quickly. We have so one minute. From the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I believe, went on um, Andy Cohen's show and he was like, you look great. Is it Ozempic? And she said, no, it's not Ozempic. I oh, lost shit. weight because of menopause. And everyone in the comments is tearing her to shreds because they're like, no one loses weight during menopause. Everyone nobody, nobody. Weight. What are you talking about? Well, she sounds very uninformed to say something that stupid because anybody who looks at her knows that she has struggled with her weight and knows that there's no way she would lose it that way unless she completely changed her lifestyle or she's on Ozempic. Yeah. She, she claimed that it was the result of menopause. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, ladies, you're not going to lose weight during menopause um, unless you change the way you live your life. So we have more to talk about this, Lexi. You were absolutely right. We have so much more to talk about. 
um, healthy aging, because that's really what we are here to help you with mentally, physically, spiritually. So until next week, we are signing off Lexi and Jody and Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the old podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Old Show with Jody Harrison-Bauer and her daughter, Lexi. We hope today's episode has helped you understand that being old is just another chapter to live through. Another chapter worth embracing because each day we get older, and that is a privilege. Until next time, have a beautiful week. Please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on all social media platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer and at The Old Podcast. 